0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: He turns. He
2: fires for the win. He's got the bucket at the buzzer.
1: Bibby has the open shot. Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, up on those feet, put those hands together. And we'll meet tonight starting five for your...
3: Welcome to the Kings Beat podcast. I'm James Ham, the Kings Insider for ESPN 1320 and the Kings Beat. We are brought to you by Prize Picks, and of course, we're a Blue Wire podcast. Joining me today, Box
1: 40, Sean Cunningham. Sean, how are you? A little lonely in our little two box here. Uh, I don't see I our know. friend Brendan. This is getting a little odd, but no, just giving him grief. <laughs> uh, Brendan is good. Uh, he's just not here today, so. We're yeah. here. We're we're going to power through. And feels like we it's been a while since we've done one of these, but you know what the consistent thing is? It's still freaking raining outside. So there's my gripe. I won't go on about the about the weather, but it has affected my mood. I took a nap today. And oh. I I typically get if I take a nap during the week, uh it's usually like a I don't know, maybe an hour. Sometimes 45 minutes, sometimes an hour and a half. I took a sizable nap to where I think I would just call it sleep. And <laughs> uh, yes, you can sleep a little bit too long. To, and, and I think I did because I'm pretty freaking groggy. But other than that, I'm pretty good, buddy. How are you? Good. I wish I could take
3: a nap. I, I could yeah, go that, for a nap right now. Uh, right, yeah. I, like, you know, like we're late night people, both you and I. Yeah. And having a, um, radio show even though it's it's only a 10 it still takes a lot out of you like i it's because you know we have games and then i won't get home from a game till like 12 30 or one sometimes i get home at 11 30 but then i can't go to sleep and then i got to be up at seven my but my clock and my body is not working properly so i keep waking up at five o'clock and then six o'clock and then six thirty, and like i can't sleep until seven it's been a little little bit of adjustment. I, I got to be honest. Like, yeah. uh, like all these changes are different. Uh, but let's get to the business side. Uh, number one, if you're watching on YouTube and you don't mind, you can give us a thumbs up. Uh, also, we would love it if you subscribe to the channel. Uh, go to thekingsbeat.com. Become a premium subscriber so you get an email with all of this stuff sent to you right to your inbox. You know when anything comes out. And also your, uh, you get access to everything else we do here at the Kings Beat. Uh, No Brendan today. He's got uh, he's got something going on and and couldn't make it to the show. Uh, He'll be back next week or he'll be back if we have another show later in the week. Um, But we're kind of ramping up here. We're Sean. We're at uh, February 1st. Mm -hmm. Um, Later on this evening, um, we would have loved to have had this content to share with you, but uh, they're going to announce all star reserves. And so whether the Kings get one reserve or they get two reserves or they get zero reserves, we'll know that in just a little while. Um, But it does seem like, uh, you know, the king should at least have some representation, I would think, Um, whether that totally happens. I'm not I'm not 100 percent. But where are you at? Do you think that that they deserve one or two? And if you do think that they deserve one, uh, is there one that you would choose over the other? Like, where are you at with this?
1: Yeah, I I, I, I've debated it for probably the past. Two weeks or so. Um, I think they definitely deserve one. And if they get two, great. I mean, that's uh certainly I'm not going to scream from a mountaintop and say that that's unfair. Um, but if they get two, somebody feel it feels like some team might not get the proper representation in the West. Um, and I I I don't know. I, they're, they're, every time I come up with a list, I've had it with two with both Fox and Sabonis in but I think I land on just one of them making it. And and part of that isn't necessarily totally my doing. It's also just kind of anticipating what the coaches will do. And I think all you have to do is kind of learn from your history. So like, look at last year, you know, Devin Booker, um, it it doesn't get in, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Fox is an injury replacement. Um, I mean, to that point, Booker having a much better season this year statistically, and and I think he might be rewarded for it. A lot of people thought he was snubbed. Fox comes in as an injury replacement. And then let's be honest, like the coaches in the West, particularly rewarded defense. You know, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Was, a, was an all-star. And I think that caught a lot Oof. of people by surprise. So by virtue of looking what Minnesota is doing, you know, does Rudy Gobert, who doesn't really have – numbers of an all-star but defensively what he's doing could be defensive player of the year again look what he's doing for minnesota uh as a number one team in the west he could get rewarded for that night there's some people that think it might be carl anthony towns that, that gets rewarded for it because obviously he has numbers that are more typical with what you'd see from an all-star player um yeah but the end at the end of the day i mean anthony davis or excuse me anthony edwards and anthony davis too as well but anthony edwards is going to I think definitely be an all-star. He will be the represent representative from Minnesota. It's do you give them two? Do you give Denver two? Do you give I mean, I just mentioned Anthony Davis a second ago. LeBron is in as a starter. Do the Lakers deserve two all-stars? We'll know. But Anthony Davis Absolutely is a star not. player. Right. Anthony Davis is a star player. And if you ask most people, I mean, he's putting up numbers that are just incredible. So, um so is De'Monta Sabonis. And I think there's going to be a little bit of a recency bias. You know, Demonis Sabonis, when you look at it from a Kings perspective, has just been unbelievable since what I would maintain is that two game losing streak in Houston. Um, ever since that moment to where they turn the page and they rattle off, you know, six straight wins, I think De- Domas has just been unbelievable with the 13 triple doubles, the incredible amount of double doubles, leading the league in, in rebounds. Obviously, he's averaging at 20 points a game. And then. Look at I mean he's top 10 in assists um so he's number I love, Yeah I think he's number 6
3: in assists yeah. and eight a game leading the league in, in rebounding
1: yeah incredible numbers and and then you look at Fox when again scoring is up this year and and Fox his three point three point shooting is better his defense is better his points are up um he had an outstanding start to the season and it's tapered off a bit um so if the coaches waited to the last minute to get their their votes in or maybe they voted early as opposed to later um, th- maybe some minds have changed. So I can, I think if I was to predict it, James, I I, I still think they're going to get one representative. I think the representative would be Demona Sabonis, and we'll see. You know, if there's an injury replacement, I think Fox is going to be in that in that conversation for sure. Um, but I can't picture any a, a world that Domas doesn't get in over over Fox if you only have one.
3: Yeah, I mean that makes sense to me. And to be honest, um, I think Sabonis deserves the nod. Uh, if you're only giving one, I-, I think in a perfect world you'd give them both uh, an All Star right. appearance. And for me, um, you know, I think the guy that I'm going to come back to, like I think Devin Booker deserves to be in the game. And like we can look at De'Aaron Fox, and we can look at uh, at um, uh, Steph Curry. And you could say, hey, you know, Fox's stats are are equal to or better than Curry, and he's on a team that's actually successful, where Curry's on on a team that's not good at all right now. But Steph Curry's getting in the game. And I think if you're going to give one of those away, which honestly, I I have no problems with Steph Curry making it, right? But if I'm going to give one of those away, then I don't think I can give two away. And the second one, I I don't think you can give Anthony Davis an all-star nod. And I don't care like how big you think his stats are his stats. uh, He averages more points per game, but he's not even in the same ballpark as far as rebounds and, and assists as, uh, as Sabonis is. And so I have a really, really tough time with, with Davis getting in mainly because this team is not good and, and the Kings are a better team. So I don't know. I don't, you know, you mentioned teams. I don't think Rudy Gobert deserves to be in the all-star game. Um, He's just, you know, sure. Great defensively, but you can't give away all-star bids to a guy who plays one side of the court. And I mean, I, I just don't think you can. And, you know, we've seen it uh, time and time again, where, uh, you know, guys like this, some somehow squeak in. I'm a little, I'm a little leery there. I don't think Denver has a solid number two. OKC doesn't have a solid number two that are equal to an all-star level player. Uh, It's not to take away from like Jamal Murray, but yeah, averaging 21 points a game doesn't make you an all-star. And I I think some of these other players, some of these other teams, you know, I don't know what they do with a team, like the Clippers, like, I I have no idea. Like, do you give Kawhi Leonard and Paul George a nod? Do you give one of them a nod? Um, I don't think like people are saying, oh, James Harden, like James Harden's averaging 17 points a game. I just don't see any way in which he's there. Um, Fox is sixth in the Western Conference in scoring at at over 27 a game. And he's right there with Curry. Uh, like literally like one of them's at 27.3 and one's at 27.2, something something like that. So I, I think it's gonna be interesting. And if and again, if I'm choosing one, the one guy I'm choosing is Sabonis. Um, and it's because of the double doubles, it's because of the consistencies. because of the triple doubles, it's because of the eight assists a game. Everything that he's doing, I, I think uh he's gotten better defensively. Uh I, I just think overall, like he does everything you could possibly ask for. He doesn't miss games, he hasn't missed a game all season, and he's just, you know, become like this incredible hard hat guy. And the other thing I would add is that uh like Sabonis is a player that like you're building a resume for a Hall of Fame, you know, status. And I don't know if he'll get there, but if you you get up to four all-star games that kind of puts you in, in the realm. You you probably need two more before you're, you're considered more of like a guaranteed, uh, you know, Hall of Famer. But, you know, of course he needs some postseason success as well. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at. I, like, I just think Sabonis is, is building his resume and you can't ask a player to do any more than what he's done. Uh, like certainly there, and there aren't players in the league that are doing what
1: he's doing. He's just been an absolute beast. Well. Yeah, I mean, he is, um, I think I didn't think it'd become an AD Domas, uh, kind of discussion, but I mean, you're talking about a guy who averages five points more a game in AD and his rebound and a better shot blocker. Yeah. I mean that that's just it. I think again, coaches reward defense and AD has been sensational on the defensive end. Look, the team sucks. I'm not a fan. They did win the in-season tournament, but, uh, I, you know, I'm not I have not been a fan of what the Lakers are doing or have done necessarily, but numbers wise, I mean, he's only point nine away from where Domas is on the rebounding end. He's fourth in rebounds. Um, OK, it, it's it's like, again, his numbers are fantastic. He's 17th in scoring and again, scoring is up. So um, there are a lot of scores that are not going to, you know, be in consideration necessarily. But I think what I look at, like I have and I don't know if you've made a list, James, I have. So I'll just kind of play along here. Here are my locks. And again, this is where I think coaches are going to go. Anthony Edwards for sure. Okay, so you get seven reserves. And these are all named by the coaches. And we're just talking about the West. We don't have to do the East. Anthony Edwards is a lock. Steph Curry is a lock. And here's why. Yep. (laughs) Coaches love the guy. He's a generational talent. People want to see him in the All-Star game. I mean, and he's putting up incredible numbers. When you can shoot like that in this type of league, it doesn't matter. You're Steph Curry. You're, you're, You're going to be there. I agree with you with Devin Booker. Uh, to me, he's a lock to make it. Um, I, I I don't think that it's going to be even close. I think Devin Booker is a shoe-in this year uh, based off the numbers alone and based off really what happened last year. I, you know, I don't think he was rewarded last year. He comes back out, plays better. You know, Phoenix is on the upswing a, a little bit. They seem to have their shit kind of figured out. So to me, Devin Booker is definitely in there. I think Kawhi Leonard is absolutely going to get rewarded for the games he's played. Um, he's been fantastic. Um, he, his availability has been fantastic. Kawhi Leonard is in. I do think AD and Domas are locks. So to me, it's that's six players right there, and you only need one more. And here's what's re- here's what's crazy about that list: you have no Pelicans representation. Do you give? Do you give Kyrie Irving, who I don't think people realize is having an incredible season? Um, yeah, but he's he's missed more games than Joel Embiid. Yeah, that, I mean that, he's yeah, I mean he he's barely eligible. Me, that to me yeah. takes him out. I'm with you there. But you have no Pelicans representation, which and if you had to choose one in my opinion, it's Brandon Ingram over Zion Williamson and it's about availability. Yeah. Uh Brandon Ingram has been fantastic. Do the coaches reward defense and go Rudy Gobert. Do you give another Timberwolves I kind of outlaid that that situation a minute ago. Yeah. Um and then and then and then oh you know, yeah, you have a guy named Darren Fox who's been very steady and and fantastic, but you know, the Kings are identical to what they were last year essentially. Um, some would still think that that's a disappointment. Jamal Murray, I think would get some consideration uh, and there's plenty of other guys you can talk about, but to me, if I think they're giving one, I think, I mean, and then I didn't even mention Paul George. Yeah. (laughs) So do you give another, do you give another clipper? So I I don't know. I I think if you're picking one there, I just want to see representation. So I think it's going to be Brandon Ingram. That would be the pick that I would make.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't think the Pelicans have been, like, just so incredible that you have to have representation. You know, we're not talking about, like, OKC, right? Right. We're not talking about Minnesota that has to, because they're at the top of the West. I mean, the Pelicans are the seventh seed right now. And, like, again, Kyrie has been great, but, you know, they're 48 games in, and I think he's only played 33 games, something like that. Uh, Maybe I'm off by a smidge there, but I'll look. Yeah, he's played... Oh, no, he's played 27. Like, I, I'm not even considering him. He's he's not even eligible right. already no, for the season award.
1: I'm with you. The, the numbers are fantastic, but the, the availability is yeah. not there. I, I just wanted to throw that out there in terms of just overall consideration. Um, But, you know, we don't even mention the Thunder. I think there's no there's no team. There's no player else outside of Shea Gilgis Alexander, who's a starter in the game, that, that is worthy of an all-star appearance, in my opinion.
3: No, no, yeah. Uh, um Jalen Williams is is been really good, but it's not even close. Like he's at yeah, like so 17, 18 points a game. Right. Yeah, and, and Chet's been intriguing, but you know, Chet will be there as part of the the rookie sophomore game, and and so will, so will Williams. Williams. So they're gonna have their representation. Uh, you know, as far as like at All Star Weekend, whether or not you're getting the ultimate representation in the All Star game, I, I just don't buy it. And I also yeah. I, I don't buy the Minnesota thing. I don't, you know, um for as good a season as Cat has had, I'm not giving him an all-star bid just because um, I think that there are better players who who are more impactful for their team. And he might even split the vote a little bit with him and Gobert.
1: So, right. like, well, uh, that, I think that, it, it'll be intriguing. Thing. Will the coaches reward defense? So let me just play devil's advocate for you. Mm-hmm. Say the Kings are sitting atop the West with a 34-14 and 14 overall record, which is, what, second-best record in the NBA? Yeah, first best record in the West. Are you? Are you making the same argument? Um, no. I, like I don't at know. that point, I mean, do you say, "Oh, Fox and Sabonis have to be in"?
3: Well, I would because I mean they were both All NBA last year. You know,
1: and I'm with you. I'm with you. Great. That's and realistically, their
3: stats are better, both of them, so than they were last year. And the Kings are the same team. And so like, while it's an end of season award, I would still say that you have to consider that they, at the end of last season, they were top 15 players in the league per, Right. that's what all NBA is. And actually they were number 11 and number 12 in the, in voting. So you can even put, put that a little bit further. Right. So for me, I, like, I don't know, I don't know how it's going to work out, but, um, I know Fox came out and told, uh, our friend, Chris Biederman.
1: He doesn't want to be there. <laughs> well, he's also told, told us that for two years now. And, he has and it does but... bring up that does bring up an interesting question to ponder. Okay. Yeah. Does a player's want to or give a damn about the whole event change the calculus of putting them there? And and to me, I would say no, because I at the end of the day, the NBA All Star Game is going to become a and and has become with a lot of the stars something that they'd rather not do you know and that shouldn't be rewarded because if if you have a, the ability to opt out of it and have a longer break for the season or for the for the all-star break and and not have to go and 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 have your all-star break tinkered with to where you have to make appearances and play in a game that you'd rather not play in then you're going to start to see a lot of people opt not to do it It'll so become that shouldn't the Pro Bowl. be rewarded. Right. It'll become the Pro Bowl. So you so you should not reward that. And boy, because if that were the case, you'd have Steph Curry would be, I mean, Steph Curry at least understands his place in the game and understands what it means for him to be there. He's already, already going to play the event with Sabrina Ionescu from the WNBA and have that shooting competition, and that'll be fun. But uh, and oh, by the way, yeah, you've got the Warriors getting an all-star game here in the next couple of years. So I don't know. I, I don't think it would be the best precedent to set uh, if if people say, oh, you don't want to be there? Well, we're not going to send you there.
3: No, I totally agree. And I I think, you know, even like Fox has said it, but he hasn't said it like that. And I, I honestly think that he's gotten comfortable saying it, like, to people like you and I. And in that situation, I, I just think it came across maybe the wrong way. I, I'm sure that the first thing that happened as soon as like the B posted that story like under armor was on the phone like hey bro like you're if you're going to all-star weekend you're going there representing us we're going to have like rooms filled with under armor shoes that are your shoes we're gonna have uh events we're gonna have all this stuff and we need you to like figure it out you need to be part of this and not and not fight us on this and you know he creates his own pr nightmare in a certain sense uh just because you know if you if you want to be one of the faces of the league you got to go to all-star weekend that's what yeah. it's about and you know like you and i have talked about this i i would also like if we were sitting around hanging out with dieran i would say hey man like you understand that you have an opportunity to be a hall of famer right and things like all-star appearances they matter And you should want to be there. You should want to be represented uh, like a representative of the franchise and of the league. And I know it's a bear and you'd rather spend the time hanging out with your wife and your and your little guy, your little guy. But that doesn't mean you can't take them. It doesn't mean that you can't carve out a little bit of time. And, you know, it's basically a PR event. And you, you got to understand that being in the, in the league and being a star in the league, that's what kind of comes with that.
1: Yeah. So, and, and he would turn around and say, yeah, but I, don't I don't care. I don't really care. Yeah. And I don't it's, care, it, I don't it, care it, if I
3: make the hall. I just know it, I'm right. going to make a whole lot of money and yeah, generational it, it, wealth for me and like my family forever. And that's what I'm here and for. And if I,
1: if, and again, it's a, if I do the things and the plot of the plotting out the course that I, you know, hope to take those things, take care of themselves. The accolades come. So it's, it's a, it's a real, he's, he's an interesting study in in the way an athlete is because he's such an, in the moment type of guy. It's a live within the moment, you know, when it's done, it doesn't dwell when it's, it's, it's such a, the cliche of the day to day, like you just take one day at a time and it's a live within the moment type of thing. And, you know, I, I, it's probably the best one of the best ways and mindsets to have, but, um, there are people who are much more aware of their brand and and socially conscious of their, of of what they mean to their organizations and legacies and things like that. And sometimes they put that ahead of where they are in the moment. Um, it's kind of a real cool Zen way to talk in, in terms of, you know, thought process no, and I'm, mentalities and stuff. But psyches, I'm with you. It's crazy.
3: Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I think there are people who, um, who just like they put too much of too much stock in what people think and, and how they're, uh, how they're viewed from the outside. And, and Fox has never been that guy. Like, yeah. I, I think like we've had the, like, it, it's been a pleasure being around him the last seven sure. years and he's a good kid, you know, and, and like, but he's also very opinionated and doesn't mind saying things that may ruffle feather feathers. He, he just doesn't care. So, um let's get to a little bit of the game. So the king's just rattled you know, off four straight wins.
1: Go ahead. One one just one last thought, sorry. I do want to point out as someone who was there at the game last year, um, it wasn't like it was the best showing for Sacramento Kings players outside of oh, no, outside of maybe Keegan Murray in the, in the up next or next up challenge for the G for the, uh, no, I'm sorry for the rising stars, rising challenge. stars. Yeah. Up, yeah. Up next is the, uh, next up Is Their thing is for the G league, um, which Scala BCR will be representing Stockton Kings, but, um no i think keegan was fantastic and i think he'll have another nice moment uh with this game but yeah i mean fox and sabonis like and even kevin Herter in the three-point shootout were just kind of non-factors for the most part yeah um they didn't play a whole lot they didn't really you know have to do too much so i think that could have gone just about as well as it could for someone like fox who was uh looking to you know kind of take it easy with a brand new newborn son and maybe this year is a little bit different maybe he goes out there and if he makes it he 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 shows a little bit more of a of a of an aggression and trying to have some fun and, and make an impact on the game but uh, we didn't see that with either one of them necessarily last year
3: yeah i would i would hope that if fox does make it that he enjoys the moment a little bit more yeah because it did not feel like i think he was he was slighted he wasn't too happy that he um that he wasn't voted in uh that he was an injury replacement i think that that was or or that not even voting but that he wasn't one of the initial you know players that was invited and even you know he's he's always told us yeah it'll come if if i'm an all-star i'll be an all-star like i'll be an all-star because our team is better and because i'm the face of the franchise that's when i'll be an all-star and sure enough that's kind of basically what happened he he makes the all-star team as that as like sort of the face of the franchise guy um yeah, I, I just think that, uh, like, I would I would hope that he would he would figure out that it is just fun and games, and you go out there and show people like some of the crazy things that you can do, and you know. But maybe he'll never be that way. Maybe he'll never really like buy in, uh, like he does with his own team. Um, and I know
1: we talked about him being a replacement last year. I just want to point out he replaced Steph Curry.
3: Oh, in that game. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, Sean, the Kings just rattled off four straight wins, uh, and somehow Harrison Barnes just looks like Harrison Barnes and, and then all of a sudden they lose to the heat. And I know everyone wants to get so high and so low off of every win and every loss, but I kind of feel like in a weird way, losing to the heat is a good thing. Oh, and yeah, I kind of feel like that this team and, and the fan base they really do like kind of ride so they're they're like ride or die with every single moment, right? And they're on this roller coaster ride. And I, I think what the Kings started to show that maybe this four game winning streak on the heels of a four game losing streak, that they had figured things out, that Harrison Barnes was back and that Kevin Herter is back, and all of a sudden they're going to be the team from last year, but maybe even better, and they're going to roll. And then boom, they, they lay an egg against Miami and it wasn't horrible. They, they couldn't hit shots, you know, but at the same time, I think it's sort of like that wake up call that like, look, it doesn't like a four game win streak doesn't matter because we're, we're a week away from a four game losing streak again, this right. team as is currently constructed is not right. It's not a perfect formula and it needs help. And they need to go out and be aggressive and try to fill some of the voids in this team. Now, they can wait till summer and they can say, we're just going to let and see what happens this season. But I think everybody kind of knows what's going to happen this season. You know, whether it's like a first round exit or a second round exit, you can kind of feel like who this team is, right? They're good. You're they're saying, not great. You're
1: saying if they stay as currently, if they stay as
3: currently, yeah. Yeah, yeah. constitute. I don't like this whole early season talk about fighting for a championship and all that stuff. I I just like they haven't been good enough. They haven't been consistent enough. And so when I look at this team, I, I think I hope they weren't buying in too much about this four game win streak. And I, I think a, a like losing that four game win streak. If if all of a sudden this thing goes to seven, and you're you're facing this fact that you could either keep the team together on February eighth for the trade deadline or you can maybe go get a piece that could help you improve down the road. I would hope that they would not factor in the four game or the seven game win streak that they would more factor in the fact that that four game win streak came on the heels of a four game losing streak, which was on the heels of like a two game win streak and the two game losing streak. And like, they are so inconsistent that they need help to find consistency.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, they, I think, to me, what we'll speak loud, and I could be wrong here. This is just me speculating, but I think if I'm in that front office, I think that, the, and and collectively with the with the with head coach Mike Brown and maybe even some of the captains of the team, like I think more so than the win streaks, you just look at the overall record, and as it's currently situated, you're what six games out of first place at last check. Um, 27 and 19 is what they fell to after the loss in Miami and pretty, pretty fantastic record. I mean, you're, you're, there is starting, you are seeing separation though in the Western conference, right? Like you're seeing, you know, I'll bring up the standings here real quick. It's like, you know, T-Wolves, Thunder, Clippers, Nuggets, all within a game and a half of each other. The next two teams are both tied six games out of, uh, six games back are the Kings and the Suns and that yeah. that rounds out your top 6. So you're only a game outside of the uh play in tournament which is the 7th seed held by the Pelicans and you've got the Mavericks, the Lakers and the Jazz. So um you're starting to see some separation here. It's not so cluttered cluddle, huddled up anymore. And I wonder how that'll how that'll look in another week or two uh, as we inch even closer to this this uh this trade deadline. But make no mistake, like I think this still is a very good team and the whole good to great, like I know it's been, uh, you know, banged into everybody's head and that's the mantra and, and they're right. It's hard to go from good to great, but this isn't a great team, at least in my estimation, I don't, I can't, I can't say that in good conscience and believe that that I agree with you. They, they, they might be able to say, well, we haven't been able to prove that, that they're not a great team yet. And in which case I'm, you know i can understand that given what trajectory that they're looking at and keeping this team together and buying into the continuity and you know this team doesn't have to necessarily represent the team that plays in april so i i do get that and even without making a trade the same statement can be true um but overall especially if you're you know overall i think there could be some people that think okay we've got some struggles out of the way maybe relying on catching a a wave here or a run here that, that makes you kind of forget about some of those, you know, shortcomings along the way, I guess, I, I don't know that I'm totally all bought in on that, but I could understand that thought process anyway, but to where they are now, I, you know, I just don't think that there's a move out there that, that, that makes them, that takes them from good to great. And if all you are is going to be good or pretty good or very good, however, you know, whichever one you want to call them. Um, Maybe you just see it through. And, and and that's why I feel like if there's not a move out there that make that takes you from good to great and you're that, that you're convinced takes you from good to great, then you then you you wait. You just you just wait until you until the moment presents itself. Okay.
3: Uh, my counter to that would be like you know who you are and what you're supposed to be, right? And and but you kind of you kind of have an idea, right? If there's a move out there,
1: i would Was agree that? With that, but i would agree i would definitely agree with what you're about to say but i do see the the logic of somebody saying they're not convinced of that yet right like oh no i, I can see that too like if they if let's let's just pretend i'm monty mcnair for a second <laughs> wearing a vest and uh and i'm telling you james and sean that that i'm not convinced that this team isn't great based on coming into another season where we look identical because at this time last year, we wanted to see what this team looked like in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I would tell both of you, James and Sean, that I want to see this team in the playoffs and I'm not concerned about how we've won or lost. It's very possible that we can catch fire, look more like what we're looking like tinker with a few things here. And we've been doing that for the benefit of the playoffs. I, we've had Mike Brown put us in situations that will benefit us in the playoffs In April, and I want to see what this team looks like in April against in in another playoff series before I fully tinker with this roster. It takes me from good to great right away. Okay, I can buy that. But I made you yawn, as Monty McNair. I bored you.
3: (laughs) No, it's the the sunshine is coming through the window next to me and like lighting me up and like giving me the chills. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so Sean, I get what you're saying. My I, counter was would be I was not
1: Sean. I was not Sean there. I was Monty
3: McNair. You are not Sean. Okay. Character. <laughs> Here. This is how I would respond to a poofy vest wearing Monty McNair. Yes. Let's I would it. say if the season ended today, you would play the Denver Nuggets in the first round. Mm-hmm. If you slid back a game, if you move up a game, you're still playing the Denver Nuggets as a four or five. If you slide back a game, as of today you would be playing the los angeles
1: clippers wait are you playing the nuggets no you'd be playing the thunder wouldn't you no oh you're right sorry sorry. four five you're right my bad yeah Yeah, and
3: then and then the three six is is the clippers right so my point is that you don't really got a shot like (laughs) I, i don't think you can beat the clippers in a seven game series and I think that while the matchup is decent against Denver and you've played well against Denver in the past, you're playing the defending champs. The experience level, everything else, like they they've got a a huge like huge margin on you where they walked through the playoffs last year steamrolling everyone they played. Like they didn't they were relentless. So, I get what you're saying. My point of view would be that you know you're not realistically you know you're not good enough to compete for a championship i'm gonna keep an eye open for a deal that may take a step back today may put me in danger of being a seven eight seed if it gives me a better opportunity to potentially be a second third uh round playoff team next year and i don't know if that deal's out there but i i'm open to whatever i'm not i'm not buying what my team is selling over a four game win streak, because I got 41 games before that, that showed me that they're totally inconsistent. And then they showed you again, they they lost to a heat team that had lost seven in a row and it wasn't very good. So that's where I'm at. I'm kind of like of the opinion that like, I don't have to make a move to make a move, but I do believe that you have to make a move because your team's not good enough. It's not good enough to be who you want it to be. It's good enough to be a playoff team. It's good enough to maybe somehow find a way out of the first round. But I don't know about that. And especially with the teams around you. Like, there's a lot of good teams around you that, you know, maybe it's the Suns that move up. And sure, you've played the Suns okay. But again, you get to the playoffs, that's a different team. So I don't know, Sean. I I think that it's definitely, it's a difficult decision, right? Like, what do you do if you're the Kings?
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and again, you mentioned Nuggets being in four. I think they'll finish higher. Um, the season doesn't end in in on, on February first, obviously. But I will say this: What if <laughs> but we they just might play push game? The Clippers down to you? Right. Let's let's so let's just play that out. Let's let's assume that the the standings stay the way they are, and just let's just we can take the numbers away. What I'm going to do with this little game is say, okay, the Pelicans and the Mavericks, since they're seven and eight right now, they emerge from the play-in tournament. Okay, so they represent the the seven and eight seed. So that means the mm-hmm. Lakers, the Jazz, the Warriors, and the Rockets aren't making the playoffs, okay? If we look at this group of teams here, the seven that the Kings would be grouped with, let's just play a game. Can the Kings beat Minnesota in a playoff series? Yes. Oh, okay. Hold on. well, no, I'm going to write mine down here. I'm They're gonna say one and no. one on the season. Right. I'm going to say no. Okay. Can the okay. Kings beat the Thunder in a playoff series? Yes, Absolutely. Okay, I agree with you. So hold on. You say, that's two that you say. I say one. Okay. Can the Kings beat the Clippers in a playoff series? No. Or when I say this, I should say, "Will if would you pick them to win? I won't say could they, because of course they could. You say no, right? No,
3: I'd have them losing in five or six.
1: Okay. I'm going to say yes. Oh. So we're still two and one. Yeah. Just because I do Paul think... George and Kawhi Leonard will be hurt by then. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that part, I think they're peaking. And I think you have a perfect recipe to punish this team. You've got a dominating, uh, a guy who dominates the boards, uh, and, and you can run them off the floor. You know, to, it, it, they've shown the ability over the years, even with Kawhi Leonard playing, that sometimes they don't have the whole interest in playing that type of game with Sacramento. So that's the only reason I would say that. Um, Okay, Denver. Obviously, I think we're both going to say no there, right? That's a championship-caliber team. Bad matchup. It is.
3: Well, right, no, it. I think the no, matchup's okay. Do you? Yeah, I mean, the no. Kings have played well against them over the last couple of years. Yeah, uh, but, but I not still in the think past years. no, 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 no. I think Kings losing six. Yeah, I'm with you.
1: Um, the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, you can be Phoenix. So UCS. That's a, such a tough one. I'm going to come back to them because I don't think they have enough depth. Uh, Pelicans. No, you can't beat them. You can't beat them. I'm with you. Uh, and anybody who thinks you can, you're fooling yourself. You're, you haven't won a game yet. The Dallas Mavericks.
3: Yes, you can beat Dallas. I'm with
1: you on that. Okay. Uh, the Lakers. Yes, you can beat the Lakers. That's such a tough one too. What were they, from yeah, three and one last year. And aren't they? Yeah. I'm going to say they yes. already won the
3: season series this year.
1: Yep. Or wait, why did I say the Lakers? We weren't doing Lakers and make it. Take that away. I went to nine. <laughs> okay, so of that, uh, you're actually more optimistic than I am. I let's we're actually let's just say for a sake of argument here we'll be the same, uh, because I take the Sun series and I say yeah I think they can beat them. We're both there's there's four teams in the in the seven that we believe that they can beat. Okay. So, judging by that. Does that change your calculus? Well,
3: yeah, it, it tells me that that I can just beat four teams Monty right McNair, now.
1: You just told Monty McNair that you're not beating this team, you're not beating this team, but then you look at it and you, you're beating more than half of the teams that are available. But Sean, this is a problem. I'm Monty McNair again. <laughs> if you're if I can add
3: one player that could change the trajectory of this team, whether it's this year or for next year. And it right. could help me beat a Clippers. It could help me beat a Denver Nuggets or it could help me beat a yeah. Pelicans team. I got to do it. Well, yeah, because I, it I is think, open, Sean. It's open, but,
1: but they're there. Yeah, I think that's a different discussion. However, I, I think, again, is there a trade out there that takes them from good to great? That was the initial discussion. It wasn't the can you add a tertiary player or even a rotational player that can help put you over the top to help your playoff run? We're talking about a altering piece that maybe not a franchise altering piece like don't a significant piece that you're willing to sacrifice first round picks and some of the makeup of your team that obviously plays into the continuity aspect that monty mcnair and this organization is betting on coming into the season so in playing the role that i think i've done very well as a as a uh you know i like to call myself a thespian or even a you know character actor or maybe even more i'll give myself a different <laughs> i i'm i'm a method actor a um, method actor <laughs> yeah uh in in my outstanding role playing here of monty mcnair who told you shame on you james ham and sean cunningham that you don't believe in us you just said that they can beat four out of the seven teams in a playoff series in the western conference so that's why i'm asking that question okay but here
3: here is how i would answer that question monty mcnair if Monty McNair, you switch out some sort of combination of players that include whether it's Harrison Barnes or what however you do it, and you switch him out for Jeremy Grant, I think you can beat the Clippers. I Oof. think you can I think you can beat the Pelicans. I and now I'm up to six.
1: I don't agree with that. And I'm not Monty well, McNair at this point. <laughs>
3: But you understand what I'm saying. I do. I do. I do understand. There is a pathway. Sure. Yeah. There's a pathway ahead where one player can make a difference. Uh, If I'm going into a series against the Denver Nuggets and I've got, and I've got a guy like Jeremy Grant to go up against a guy like Aaron Gordon. Okay. Switchable forwards. What's he going to do?
1: Jeremy Grant is not a
3: defender, sir. No, he's a, he's a much better defender than what they have right now. Long athletic, seven foot three wingspan. He's been a defender throughout his career.
1: Never never won. Doesn't rebound, hasn't won. I I get you. I get you. And he chucks shots. He takes a ton of shots, loves a corner three. Did you watch the game last night? No, but like let's be honest, him on that team versus
3: Yeah. They did. Which
1: they won, which Portland did win. Wasn't a great sample size of what you get
3: with Jeremy Grant. But Jeremy Grant on a team that you would hope that he would fit into like a a like a role. Like
1: okay. Well, we'll is... play that out though. So, you, so use him as an example though. How much better does Jeremy Grant make the Sacramento Kings?
4: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
3: That's a good question, but like, if you can beat six out of the other, does he take you uh, from good the, to great? Of the seven, he might. He won't. He might. I, I don't know. I, I don't know for sure. But like, he's a a type of player that you need for this team.
1: No, they they and, do need a type of player. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Yeah. I, I don't push back on that one. I do push back on, on Jeremy Grant. They do need a type of player. But again, I don't think they that he takes you to that next level. And and again, giving up some of the things that you'd have to give up to get a player like that who starts at what $29 million and works his way up to yeah, that's, I think that's it's 36
3: tough. in the final year. Yeah, Whoa. I think he's at 25, 26.
1: <laughs> that's horrible. Also, uh, no, I
3: get you. I get you. Like, and that's why I bring up Kyle yeah. Kuzma all the time, who I think Kyle Kuzma I, is not as good we can have that defensively. Right. But Kyle Kuzma goes 25 and a half, 23 and a half, 21 and a half, and, and 19 and a half over the next four years, I'm giving up a first round pick. And, and I'm tr- in, in a Kyle Kuzma deal, I'm trying to work a deal where I don't have to give up Herder or Barnes. And I think hmm. you can, because I think in all honesty, the, the wizard shouldn't really be looking at players. The wizard should be looking at, at the, whatever draft capital. And I'm willing to give up a first round pick and maybe one or two second round picks to help them. Uh, and and where, where they're starting in their rebuild, but there is a way to do it. It's a four for one, but there is a way to do it where you, you would like, again, I don't like just throwing players names out there, but like money wise, Chris Duarte, Davion Mitchell, um, Trey Lyles and, and a, uh, a minimum scale guy, whether it's Alex Lynn or it's Kessler Edwards or it's Colby Jones, you can actually do a four for one and get Kyle Kuzma. And then I think you're really talking about some sort of improvement that's great, right? Because now you go from your your number two bench guy being Trey Lyles to your number two bench guy being uh, like Harrison Barnes. And that means that you have a better player than Harrison Barnes and you're starting five in Kyle right. Kuzma. And not just, I, I don't, like on paper, he might be better statistically, but realistically, Kyle Kuzma brings things that just that Harrison Barnes campering. He's a, he's a longer, more athletic player and a much, much, much better rebounder. He's not as good a shooter, but I think Harrison Barnes off the bench. Now, all of a sudden your top seven become really, really, really good. And that's where I think you can take a leaps, a leap and a bound. I think if, if you're talking about Jeremy Grant, it's really difficult to make a move like that with Jeremy Grant, uh, to, to assemble a, a trade where you're doing a three or four for one without diving into, you know, whether Kevin Herter or, or Harrison Barnes are going in the
1: trade. Uh, But I don't know. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. I, from a number standpoint, not only is the contract better, I just think Kyle Kuzma is a much better player than Jeremy Grant. I mean, he just impacts the game in so many different ways. He rebounds better. He can be a little bit of a playmaker. You know, he's, he's six, nine as as opposed to, two inches shorter, Jeremy Grant, you know, I just, yeah, but, but Rick, you, know, you we need talk, length. You I absolutely agree, need but, length.
3: But I'll say this, Sean, if, if I were to tell you, uh, like you, you've looked him up, but if I were to tell you that Harrison Barnes is six foot eight, you watch both of them play in a game and Harrison Barnes is six foot eight and Jeremy Grant is six foot seven. Right. You would not believe that you would believe that Jeremy <laughs> Grant is six, nine or six ten. And that Harrison Barnes is 6667.
1: I think it just has to do with more the the person who has the more activity to them tends to yeah. sometimes win out in that regard. Are you you look a, alarmed. Oh, would so you look like there's a spider flew, right next to you?
3: <laughs> no, he just flew up under the eve of my house and he's tapping right above my bar window.
1: Can we hear Steve? it? can we hear it? Um, he it, it the let's see if
3: let's see if he starts going again. No, he's quiet. No, All right. if he starts he, tapping, I'll turn the mic and we'll be able to your, capture. Put your hand the up.
1: Do your hand up. Yeah, I want to hear that.
3: I caught him out of this the corner of my eye, fly <laughs> down and up and and then donk donk donk. I'm like, come on, bro, stop eating my house.
1: He's saying, yeah. "Here, here."
3: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so I don't think we really just...
1: accomplished much there. Like, I think we're both like, yeah. If there's a trade that you can make and you can go out and do it, I think they, you know, absolutely will. I just don't know that they're going to overvalue and overspend because I think the wholehearted belief still is very much b- believing in the continuity of the team and seeing this team uh, do something in the playoffs, you know, to, to, to be able to, you know, like this season, it, it's, it's interesting. I think everyone gets so caught up in the season that they're in. It's like at the end of the day, all you have to do is make the playoffs again and you're, you're a pretty successful season. Um, Now, that probably hurts because everyone's goal is to ultimately win the championship. But you know, I I would, I would agree with you. I think, and and actually I think they're. I think if you ask members of that front office, they might even have it more of a five, two um, that they can beat those teams in playoffs as opposed to the four, three that we had.
3: Okay. So I guess here's another like abstract idea that I'll pitch at you here. Would you, would you rather, Make a move where you took some of your role players that you currently have and you tried to swing for the fence with a guy like Kuzma, where you push down some of your rotational players down a spot? Or would you rather take the back end of your rotation at your very back, maybe even like beyond back end of the rotation, and try to improve the seven, eight, nine on your team? So in one situation you're not committing something long term but you're you're going out and and trying to improve like again who your backup point guard is who you know that other guy is who's coming off the bench the 7 8 9 portion of this team or would you rather take a larger push where you are giving up some of your current 7 8 6 7 8 9 and but you're adding a player that would force a player like Harrison Barnes into that second half of your rotation.
1: I I would be coy and I would answer that question in it with a with a question, question. Yeah, no, I would. <laughs> here's here's why. Because I think if you're upgrading what your current rotation is, that is the more likely to take you from good to great. The, the, the players that you rely on your core your your one through six or, or if you want to throw in seven i think mike brown would argue he only really has a true six and after that it, it there's there's a pretty not a steep drop off but there's a drop off in terms of the trust factor so if you've identified the players in your core and for the sake of argument let's just say that you've identified harrison barnes kevin herter um and you're comfortable with pretty much everybody else around that right so like obviously domas and fox you're comfortable with keegan Murray you're not wanting to separate with malik monk you know he's part of this year I'd like yep. him to be part of next year although he is on quite a slide and you hear a lot of people talking about malik monk lately uh and am i forgetting one no i mean the only other yeah, guy that's is trey Lyles. right well yeah, so he'd be seven right yeah he's seven And
3: after seven, I I don't think Mike feels all that comfortable with anybody else. I think he feels okay.
1: Yeah, and I would say, I would say, I would eliminate Trey Lyles from that. Even though with respect to him, he has been that guy you can rely on. My my greater point though is he's still grouped in in my mind to the seven and down. Um, The top six, I feel like if you feel you can, like you know, you can upgrade one of those positions, that's going to best. That's going to best set the table from going from good to great. If you're trying, if you're trying to upgrade seven, eight, nine, ten, or whatever, to help bolster what your one through six is, maybe. But I think it's a it's a tougher path and 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 not as not as realistic to go from good to great. I agree. I we're on the same
3: page. The right. way to improve improve this team is to improve the top six. Yeah, I agree. And, and hopefully hold on to the top six while improving the top
1: six. And maybe you know, I don't, if you can I don't hold on to I, the top seven. I I'm not, to, I I'm with you, but again, I think it gets into that thing and I almost sound like a broken record at this point, but I always, I keep saying things of, I don't think it's at least feasible right now to get the type of player you want to get with what you're willing to part with. And I think that okay. is where I think that is where, ultimately why I feel things will kind of remain in this, like the core will ultimately remain the same. Uh, and I think the argument would be, we want to see this, what this team looks like in the postseason again. Okay. And, yeah. and, and if you're okay with that, not, not you as James Ham and me as Sean Cunningham, but like if you as a, as a organization are okay with that, I think that's, it's a, it's a good problem to have because again, you're you're again you're doing the double down of last year you're trying to see how this team can respond but you also go into the offseason with a little bit more clarity now one could argue you should already have that clarity but the landscape changes so much differently with every passing day and i guess i i mean did you expect did you expect the timberwolves and the thunder to be leading one and two in the west
3: no but i also don't know that they'll be one and two in the west by the end of the season like, no, sure, it, yeah. that's where they are right now. But, you know, it's just like last year. Did we expect the Kings to finish th- third? No, actually, at the all-star break, I still didn't think the Kings were going to finish in the top four. And I thought that it would, you know, they would probably fall down to, you know, five or six. And they didn't. They responded and they played well in the second half. I also think that, like, the way the Harrison Barnes has played lately, the way that Kevin Herter has played lately, the fact that Keegan Murray has been developed throughout the first half of the season and, is up to sixteen plus a game and is showing more and more of of the flashes of brilliance that you as a franchise wanted to see. Like all of those things play into this, but I also know that you still have like glaring holes and that like trying to do band aid fixes at your seven, eight, nine in the rotation isn't really going to help you. Yeah, like I, I like I, I think it can maybe help you here. It might be able to get you deeper into a series or through a series. Like I, you know, I will keep saying what I kept like beating a drum last year, go out and get Mason Plumley. go out and get Matisse Stiebel. Right. If you don't think that Matisse Stiebel and, and, and Mason Plumley would have helped you in a first round series where you got dominated because Sabonis needed help on the rebounding glass and you lost a series because you didn't have another elite defender to throw at Steph Curry kind of like will disagree with you like those two while they're not earth shattering change everything type guys they would have helped you get through the first round and into the second um like we could argue that point (laughs) but but i would much prefer to have matisse stiebel trying to defend steph curry than not have matisse stiebel and and go into a series and, and lose because the guy kills you in game seven
1: and the reality is he's not defending Steph curry
3: well, yeah, but the guys that you had <laughs> defending, you would have no, had some, at know. least someone you. else. Right. Yeah, yeah, you get me. So, um, okay, let's get to uh, let's get to Mike the...
1: The cynic would say, would Mike Brown oh. have left him on the bench in Game 7 like he did with Davion Mitchell? No.
3: <laughs> no, because he would have put him in instead of Terrence Davis because at least Diable has a size. Right. I don't know. I don't know. It's a mess. It's <laughs> a mess. Hindsight. Hindsight. Hindsight, Sean. Yeah. Even though it was something Focus. I was telling everyone before beforehand, okay, uh, let's get to the business of basketball. Uh, Sean, James, are the Kings? No, uh, <laughs> are they done? <laughs> uh, no, are, are they going to make a trade? Yeah, no. Um, I I think we we keep talking about like we brought up Trey Lyles, we've brought up like the potential of trading Harrison Barnes or Key, uh, or kevin uh kevin her in the past we've we've talked about so many different players that you know would they trade them would they not trade them how would that work and i think we kind of skip around one player who might have a salary that helps you acquire a different player and that is sasha vasenkov and and you know it's at six million bucks when you start piecing together deals and you got like a five million dollar uh uh Davion Mitchell and you got a $4 million Chris Duarte. You start playing, you know, Trey Lyles at $8 million. You got $6 million at at Sasha. Like what do the Kings do in that situation? Because they did this crazy full court press and they they did all kinds of work to get this this guy to come over, but he really does struggle to stick in the rotation. And sometimes you put him out there and you know, he looks like John Totoro from Mr. Deeds and he's super sneaky and he scores huh. a bunch of baskets. I uh, you think know, you have like
1: a Mr. Deeds reference.
3: Well, he just like shows up. He's he's I'm very, very sneaky, sir. you yes. you're just like, hey, look at that. He's underneath the basket all by himself for a layup. How did that happen? Um I don't I like what Sasha brings, but I, I have this like clear picture in my mind that there's no way for the Kings to have keegan murray harrison barnes trey Lyles, and sasha vizinkoff as their four forward rotation because none of them are long and super athletic and shot block and do all those other things right right and so he might be one of the pieces that you you would have to use and i'm just wondering do you think that they're all in mentality with him in the beginning is made him sort of an off-the-table type player i mean i'm not saying he's off the table off the table but like what do they do with with sasha who is it's a three-year i think 19 million dollar deals like six six and a half and seven or something like that uh but the last year's a partial guarantee or it's non-guaranteed but i'm kind of confused with how to put him in the category of assets because i don't know how the kings would view him
1: I don't think the shine is off that, off of him. Um, after him, after now seeing him through however many games in a king's uniform, and I think a lot of that has to do with the way, for context, the way Mike Brown has talked about bringing him along, getting his feet wet in the NBA, seeing how he adjusts, and comparing him to somebody like what they did in San Antonio with Monte Ginobili, and I'd even argue Page Stojakovic for the time he for when he first came over to Sacramento. Although again, with his shooting ability, which is much. The different than what even Sasha, who is a fantastic shooter, I mean, Peja was uh, absolute one of the best you'd ever seen. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you can shoot like that, you you will fit in and you will be able to make up for, for a lot of ground. And I think, look, I think Sasha is in a in a situation where he comes to a good team. The Kings weren't necessarily good when Peja came over. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Ginobili came into a good team. So I do like that that. Um, that that kind of comparison there, because he's getting his feet wet, he has room to grow, and I don't think the shine is off of that. That being said, no, I mean, he's certainly not untouchable, but he's got such a very like a- appealing contract, um, whether you keep him or you don't. So I think if I was to guess, I mean, by no means are the Kings necessarily dangling him uh, to teams, but I, I. I'm curious to see what the what the market value is for him. Is there a market to where are people salivating over him? I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think they want to see more of a sample size from him and see that he can get a lot of the things that he obviously he's shown on the floor where he can show flashes, he can show a grittiness, so an ability to get into the paint and obviously ability to shoot, but there's some rotational issues and defensive problems that that he gets caught up in. Maybe he gets in a more simplified system and 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 it looks a little bit different, but I'm curious as to find out what the market would be like for him. I don't know that that people are lining up to inquire about him on the daily, but if I'm the Kings, I, you know, I'm certainly not against moving him, especially if it makes you better. Um, you would kind of feel bad for, for him for obviously coming over to Sacramento and adjusting his lifestyle uh, to ultimately get it done with sacramento but at the end of the day he knows it's a business he knows that he runs the risk of being traded at any moment so um very very manageable i think he's had the uh, an absolute uh great mindset and he's a hard worker um there's i'm sure some some things that have crept into his mind at at, at time or two and wondering if he's made the right decision um but the end of the day i think this is a trial by fire kind of a situation for him. And he's had to experience DNPs that, that he wouldn't have experienced overseas. And he's playing a lot more. I mean, when you look at the games, they just play a lot more games in, in, in this, in the United States than in the, NBA. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that too can be an adjustment. That's why it doesn't always translate. Um, so I, I think this is almost like that. Okay. This is your, get your feet wet year. And I think there'd be a very healthy appetite to see what he looks like with a year under his belt.
3: Yeah, I, I think so too. And like, look, I'm not advocating that they trade any of these guys. I'm just saying, like, if somebody comes to you and they they want to create a deal that somehow allows you to avoid trading Harrison Barnes or Kevin Herter and to keep like your other your true core together while adding a, a piece, and he's part of a larger trade package, I don't think the Kings can say no. Right. Like it, if that's part of like a deal that gets you somewhere and you know, like, there are all kinds of trades that are, we're not even thinking of and seeing, but like you have no idea where it, where it all ends. And so if, if I'm, if I'm the Kings, I have to at least keep a, an eye out for potential deals just because again, he's at like, it's like 6.4 million bucks. And that's actually when you start piecing that together with some of these other contracts, it's actually, it makes things a little more, well, it gives you more options, right? Like, and and the Kings still, no matter what, they have to find a way to get the long, athletic, shot blocking, whatever guy to play on that front line. And um, that probably means you need to trade one or more of the guys that aren't that in order to, you know, improve this, this roster. So, I don't well, know. Interesting to that point, stuff.
1: That, to that point, James, I mean, he's right in that middle he's surrounded when you look in salary he's a, he's surrounded by Trey Lyles and Davion Mitchell Trey at 8 million million a year and Trey who goes from a, right around 5 million all the way up to 6.5 million in the next year so um those those guys are certainly in that same category and i think you ask yourself the same question when it comes to them as well obviously you know Davion is someone who doesn't become a restricted free agent until uh 2526 and Trey Lyles unrestricted free agent the same year twenty five twenty six is actually when Sacramento has a club option for Sasha. So, um, yeah, certainly a part of it. But that but you're, that 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 hold that you're talking about that salary cap area of of how much money he makes is comparative to both Trey Lyles and Davion Mitchell.
3: Yeah, yeah. I just think it, it's interesting because it's possible you need three or four of them in order yeah. to make a deal that avoids sending out the big one. Right, so that's where it's going to be. It's going to be a little complicated. So, okay, Sean. Uh, I think that you know we're all like waiting anxiously to figure out what's going to happen. It's been quiet. Like on, uh, people ask me all the time, "What have you been hearing anything?" I got to be honest, I haven't heard anything in a little while. I like I've I've heard in maybe two weeks ago that the Kings were interested in Jeremy Grant. Uh, The Kyle Kuzma stuff pops up now and then, and we saw the report from Josh Robbins uh yesterday that that the wizards are really they're more realistic and know that they're not going to get two first round picks for kyle kuzma um, but that they would still move off of kyle kuzma and that's the deal that again if i'm the kings i'm looking at just because it it really does set your financial it it, it helps you financially moving forward uh to if you were to cash in some of your smaller contracts for a young a younger player or some of your smaller contracts for a bigger player sort of like that fantasy football thing where you got like two or three like really nice young wide receivers but you want to trade for a really really high end wide receiver uh and take those three and convert them into a, a higher end wide receiver uh, I, I think that's one of those options that i could see the kings looking at where they're just like kind of manipulating the roster that way um but like all kinds of things could happen between now and next week
2: My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop mypatriotsupply.com today. mypatriotsupply.com.
3: Um uh, we do have all-star announcements tonight. Um,
1: I like you didn't put to your reserves. I put mine reserves. I showed mine. You yeah, didn't show no, your no, rest. I
3: think I, I think I was with you um the like, I'm not putting AD in.
1: So you subsla- um, so you put it, uh, who do you put in over AD? Okay, So, so you I went got Edwards, Booker. Curry, Booker. Edwards, Curry, Booker. Edwards, Curry, Booker. Because you said Curry, um, right? You know, I mean, yeah, are yeah. you picking it Edward- for you or are you thinking the way the coaches will pick it?
3: Um, I, if I were picking, okay, I would so have, yeah, Edwards, Curry, Booker. I'm putting Kawhi. Kawhi. I'm putting, Domas. and what do I get? I get seven, right? Yeah, seven. I'm putting Domas. I'm putting Fox. I am putting Fox in the All-Star game. And okay. then I've got one more. Who's my last one? You that said I'm Edwards,
1: missing? Curry, Booker, Kawhi, Domas, Fox, and you got one more.
3: Yeah. Oh. Well, no, we already
1: said Booker. Ingram, Rudy, Paul George, Zion Williamson, Cat, um, Carl Anthony Towns. Markin Marcinin, James no. Harden. I don't put James Harden. I don't even consider James Harden.
3: No. Man, um. Boy, a coin flip between AD and uh, and Paul George.
4: Okay.
1: So you'd probably go yeah. Paul George.
3: Mm, no, I would. I to be honest, I would probably go AD over Paul George. Okay, but. But they're they're so much better, and I can't imagine giving that team two all star representatives. So, <laughs> oh, Look what I mean, just they're just did. bad, man. They're just bad. Uh, okay, yeah. no, I'm I'm going Paul George. Uh, okay. Yeah, I I think they are. I think they're you know they're a team that like it's an island of misfit toys. And we talked about it before the season. They took all of these players that had never found success anywhere else, and thought that they could just put them around AD and and LeBron and find success. So, you know, D'Angelo Russell is not, you know, a guy who who leads a team to championships and like the same, Lauren Wood and uh, Rui Hachimura. And like, they just kept bringing in these guys that that have a track record of not winning games. And it is what it is. You know, this is what happens when you try to like, it really does feel like a 2K situation where you're just like, like you're making trades on two K or signing guys on two K without really looking at how they impact winning or anything else. And like, I I would prefer to the way that the Kings built their roster where you brought in guys that you think you can put in winning situations and that they can respond. So just my own personal view. So, uh, interesting. Okay. Uh, Sean, do you have any final thoughts?
1: Final thoughts? um, do I have any final thoughts? I saw Godzilla minus one. Did you have you heard of this? No, dude. I, I so I had so many people telling me about this this Godzilla movie, and I'm I'm like, come on, how good could it be? It's really good, man. Really, <laughs> It's like Who's black and it? white. It no, it's it's a complete Japanese movie, and oh. there's no there's no actor. It's not like a Matt the Matthew Broderick god awful one that they had from New York, and <laughs> the Brian. Do was not there are, like a Gary like.
3: Oldham one?
1: Gold, yeah, yeah probably gary oldman but uh Olden, yeah, no yeah. it wasn't wasn't like that it wasn't like the raymond burr he was in 1980 the 1985 one <laughs> i mean it's it's really quite good i i was shocked and i saw it on the biggest screen possible which was which was great um and yeah really really enjoyed it usually those type of movies don't get me but i was i was all in man i really enjoyed it um, okay Huh. There's the 49ers stuff is is um, it was cool to 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 be there at the at the NFC championship and see them punch through and um you know there's there's going to be some uh some fun 49ers stuff over the next few couple weeks really and yeah we uh, get Niners and Chiefs again your boy Mahomes against uh against your 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 beloved Niners and uh yeah. we've talked about it we don't we don't bet against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl in in the post are you going to do it here
3: I'm not making a bet. Uh, I'm, you know, someone's. I'm going to have to say what I think, um, you know. But I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think you bet against Mahomes. I don't know. Right. It's not a win-win for me. But if, like, my favorite team has always been the Niners since I was a kid. Um, but my my next team is the Chiefs, just because I watch all of Mahomes' games. Because, um, yeah. Uh oh, good 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 pointing out there sean
1: um uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well and again yeah, it, to that to that point though like the niners have had their backs against the wall twice now in the postseason had to have these these moments to save their season so they're, they're, oh, no, that's, there's something true. kind of special about that
3: okay okay so it brings us like if i were doing prize picks here sean yes if i if i were doing prize picks which i did oh my gosh we didn't talk You're about price picks well. from last week. No, I did I did fine, you, right?
1: <laughs> you were one off. So, that was that was the way. Oh, you were the guy that almost won the like like everything. <laughs> it was worse than that. Like for okay, so I've been having a good
3: time doing price picks. Uh we were uh we had a game. Uh, what game
1: was that, Sean? Um that, that was the uh the 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 Warriors game? Oh uh... Maybe that was a Warriors game.
3: Okay. So either way, I, I, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Right. So, um, again, we love doing this because it's, first of all, it's a fun sponsorship. Right. So, uh, but this thing happened the other day, which like it, it ends up being absolutely horrible. It was the Kings versus no versus the Charlotte Hornets. No, that's not the right oh, one.
1: That was too far ago. No,
3: hang on. Let me look. I've <laughs> got it here. This is important. So this is like this is why we play price. Well, why I play price. It, it was the Warriors game. So, I I chose a six uh like six selections, which I always do. And almost every single time I choose all more, which is my own bad way of <laughs> of playing price picks, right? Yeah, um don't but don't that uh, advice. Yeah, don't ever follow my picks to the T because most of the time I'm way off. But I had Steph Curry with more than 5.5 rebounds. He finishes with six. I have Kevin Herter at more than 2.5 three-point shots. He finishes with three. I have Keegan Murray with more than 0.5 dunks. He finishes with one. I've got Harrison Barnes at more than 3.5 rebounds. He finishes with four. Now I'm at four out of six. We get to number, I got Damonis Sabonis. This is a wild one. I took Damonis Sabonis with more than three point, that uh, more than 0.5 three pointers, right? Nailed it. He is two. So because I do a six pick, and I'll be honest, transparency here, I did a, a $20 bet. But a lot of these picks were part of a promo they have where it's like goblins and something. So a lot what of these picks mean? were these were more difficult. They're almost like teaser picks, like where they're you're choosing things that are like Harrison Barnes probably uh, was more like two rebounds, and you know uh, Kevin Herder was probably more like two three pointers. These are more difficult selections, right? Mm -hmm. because I chose five out of six were more difficult selections. I actually got, uh, I think it's a, the odds were, were crazy. The payout was crazy. So I had a potential $2,000 payout for a $20 bet, right? Everyone is with me still. My last one, all I needed was left was De'Aaron Fox at 29.5 points. He gets fouled in the key with like 40 seconds left. And for some reason, they don't put him at the line. I I still don't know. The final play, Harrison Barnes rips down a rebound. He throws it to Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter throws it to De'Aaron Fox. Before De'Aaron Fox can get the ball, they foul Kevin Herter. So he doesn't go to the free throw line. The last, very last play of the game, Steph Curry dribbles the ball off his foot. De'Aaron Fox picks it up, races to the other end, and doesn't actually shoot a bucket. Finishes with twenty nine. So I did win two hundred bucks, but I missed a two thousand dollar payout by by a whopping point five of well one point.
1: Tough. It's better than a poke in the eye with a sharp stick.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a tough world. Tough world. I know. It's a first world, first world problems. Uh, so anyway. I'm having a good time. You need to call. That's a bad. There's probably a hotline. You need to call. That was a bad beat right there. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, I had called the wife up. I'm like, Hey, I got to show you this. And she's like, Oh no. And I'm like, yeah. And I knew like early on, I started checking them off like one by one. Like, Oh, Steph had four rebounds in the first quarter. Like, Oh yeah, I'm getting that one. And then Kevin Herter hits two threes. I'm like, well, nope, that one's easy. And then Keegan Murray got an early dunk. I'm like, well, I'm already there. I already got three. Yeah, it was just systematically. And then the, the Harrison Barnes one, it just sat there. He had three rebounds forever. He needed four. And it was the late rebound where he, um, where Kaminga, the ball slipped out of his hands. And it looked like it might be a block, like right at the end of the game. And then Harrison uh, jumped up and grabbed the rebound. Um, so I got to that one and then it, I just couldn't get that last point. So
1: anyway, I'm enjoying price picks. Don't be like James.
3: Don't be like James. James is not good at price Pick picks, Better. don't be like James. Um, okay, Sean. Uh, yeah. Final thoughts. We're pretty much done, right? We're done. We're done. Uh, James' We're done. final thoughts. Uh, we'll be back soon. We'll have Brendan. Um, he's not going anywhere. He just has a, has a busy day. Uh, tune in to Sean's content on, at Fox 40, uh, especially like J- Sean was all over the place at uh, the NFC Championship game. Uh, you're not going, are you going to the Super Bowl?
1: Uh, I we're going to have our we're going to have coverage from the Super Bowl, but I don't know if I'm a part of it. I think I find out the next day or two. Um, but even if I'm okay. not, we're going to have some good stuff. And just had a uh, I did just finally this morning. I was able to run it yesterday um, just because of all the Niner stuff. It kind of got pushed back a little bit, but uh, finally released that Stanley Johnson interview. Curious as to what people might have thought of that. I really enjoyed the interview because he has such a refreshingly honest assessment of not only his outlook of where he is in his career as a guy who you know 2015 he was the eighth pick and now here he is toiling in the g league to try and find his kind of career again
4: mm-hmm. but
1: his optimism is just he has such a really feel-good optimism around him you know he he's it's a it was an interview that the way he was he participated in the interview differently than i thought, and, and full transparency i do a lot of these interviews over the course of the past two decades where you know sacramento has a minor league baseball team we have a stockton g league is a minor league uh kind of organization you know is it, that that is just in stockton you've got single a and double a sprinkled throughout the year so you do these interviews a lot where you know oh, there's a guy who's kind of toiling in the whatever and he's trying to and some people can look at it as like a, well here i am i'm just trying to cling on to hope that i can make it back or you know things didn't go quite my way or there might be an injury here an injury there his is like unlike a lot of people that i've talked to and Hmm. um i think he will pick up on that the vibe is just a lot different like he feels blessed to be with the stockton kings and uh the way he talks about it i think is is uh wholeheartedly honest and and authentic to him so um Appreciate him sharing the story and uh, be interesting to see how that all plays out. But I would like to hear what people might think, because that was just me coming away from that interview. Kind of. I wish I had more time to talk to him.
3: Sweet. Yeah. And make sure you're following all that Sean does. Sean does a ton of good work, whether it's again, football or it's local sports or it's high school. uh, Like, I don't know what you got coming up on high school, but.
1: Oh boy. How about Brandon? How about Brandon Gibson? If you haven't heard that name, uh, Monterey trail. He's a senior with Monterey Trail and Elk Grove, the Mustangs. He just dropped 51 points, I think, the other day. Oh. That was the most uh, in a long time. Bill Cartwright has the most in the Sacramento like area. It was like 66 back in the day with the, with the Elk Grove Thundering Herd, which was my alma mater. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't go to school with him. I'm not that old, but... Uh, no. he, he, he scored 66. I remember, you know, uh, you, here's a name like Darius and DeMar- DeMarcus Nelson back in the day, you know, dropped oh, yeah. a 50 piece, but he went to Duke. Went to Duke, right? With Sheldon. Yeah. He had a little, little run in the NBA, but, uh, yeah, this kid, Brandon, Brandon Gibson is nice, man. He, he's, uh, he's mm. fun to watch.
3: Okay. No, that's good to see. Um, outside of that, uh, final thoughts for me, um, tune into the insiders. Me and Kyle are having a great time. He's back. Uh, lots of football coverage, lots of Kings coverage. Um, and it's just another avenue for you to get more Kings information, especially as we load up and get ready for the uh, the NBA tra- trade deadline next week. It's going to be a little wild. It's going to be a little wild, I think. So um, so tune in and it gives you a place where you can go and camp out. And as news breaks or as we break news, uh, you should be able to have a pipeline to things there. Um, and, Sean and I will be back next week. Uh, we'll have Sean, uh, we'll have, we'll have Brendan. Um, we might even do one this weekend, especially if something happens and something breaks, uh, we'll jump on, especially with the, the NFL on hiatus for the weekend. So
1: thanks for you tuning did, I in. need to hear to... from, need to hear from Brendan. Cause he was at the NFC championship. I want to know how that experience went for him. Brendan went. Yes. Yeah. Brendan oh, was there. He, he went. was, he was so looking forward to journey, uh, uh, to, the halftime performance, which I you know it wasn't Steve Perry, but it was there. everybody else was there. They have a new lead singer, uh, a Filipino guy, Arnell Arnel, Arnel Paneda, I think his name is. Yeah. Um. He's had, they've been, he's been there for several years, but yeah, Steve Perry. Oh, no it's, been a,
3: it's been a lot longer than that though. Yeah. Uh, yeah Cause it was Steve O'Jerry and then it went to him. <laughs> he's been there probably for like close. Was to his real
1: name years. Steve O'Jerry?
3: Yeah. That, yeah, that's yeah. The I didn't
1: know that. That's funny.
3: And he had a uh, he had a great voice too. And he, like he sounds a lot like Steve Perry. It, I'm surprised. Well, I'm not surprised. Like Steve Perry just doesn't want to do it, and he doesn't want to be out right. in public, and is kind of sad. He he just doesn't. He lost his love of being out in uh, in public and and everything else. So he did um, come out
1: with an album recently, though. I mean, it was like within the past two years, like a solo album.
3: Yeah, I mean, just still incredible voice, incredible, right. incredible voice. So, yeah, I I forgot about that, that he was going to be... I mean, that Journey was going to be there. I have seen Journey in concert.
1: Journey fixed the 49ers. (laughs) They're down 17 at half. They performed Don't Stop Believing, and guess what? They're back. Boom. Science.
3: That's right. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Sweet. Okay, that's going to do it for this edition of the King Speed Podcast. Uh, Number one, jump on board with prize picks. There is a link in the description down below. Use the promo code Kings Beat for your first it matches up to a certain dollar amount for your first purchase uh i'm having a good time sean's having a good time watching me have uh, a bad time uh on certain nights and uh like overall i think it's just a good way to add to your uh to your viewing um, as long as you're being responsible and not doing crazy things so um again that's going to do it for this edition of the king's beat podcast for Fox 40, Sean Cunningham. I am James Ham, Kings inside of ESPN 1320 and the Kings beat. We'll see you soon.